Big Is it for real? We used to love it then. We watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is It For Real? This is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. And this week was my pick. And so I uh, selfishly wanted to pick something that was feeling very pressing to me. Um, So I picked the 1988 Working Girl because that's how I feel um, right now. (laughs) And uh, it's June. And um, we have the most fabulous introducer today, um, Rain A. Um, Friends in Baltimore may know Rain from her work in the Maryland Film Festival and some other cool stuff. Um, And uh, she did a great recording for Working Girl. So take it away, Rain. Hello, Is It For Real podcast. My name is Rain Alexander, and I'm an artist based in Baltimore, Maryland. Working Girl came out during that auspicious time when I was escaping my home and leaving for college where I was going to figure out what kind of woman I was going to become. And this, at the time, was a huge question because I was still a trans teen, sequestered in my closet, not sure what I was going to do or how I was going to get there. Working Girl is one of those films that offered me advice that I wasn't getting anywhere else. And I think it's kind of my Devil Wears Prada. At the time, I was a coastal Californian trying to fall in love with New York City from a distance via Woody Allen films, and of course I found that a bit challenging, but here, this is one of those films that succeeds in showing me a city in a way that seemed accessible and exciting and attractive. And after I started my public transition in the early 90s, I'd revisit the film from time to time and just be fascinated how increasingly relatable I found Tess. And when it gets to the heart of the film, when she delivers the lines, you can bend the rules plenty once you get to the top, but not while you're trying to get there. And if you're someone like me, you can't get there without bending the rules. Those lines just resonated. They resonated for me then, they resonate for me now. And when I watch it now, I feel like I'm watching it alongside my brash young self. I get to revisit her and we get to compare notes on how things are going. So great. Oh, that's a really cool intro. I know. I know. I love the personal connection and the sort of, um, you know, people talk about coming of age and that happens in so many different ways and people have different experiences about it. Um, And I love the queer connection to a movie that may not feel like that off the bat. Right. or and how the LGBTQ community um, relates to some of these movies. We've talked quite a bit about it, right? And some of them that have like a blatant homophobia yeah. in them and things like that. Um, and there's definitely some issues with this film. Right. But um, not every movie can be so obviously queer as Blue Crush. Right. <laughs> that's the, that's the, it was the top of the scale right under what the birdcage. Yeah. I, I really liked what Rain was saying about checking back in with movies. I haven't thought about it like that, but that's an interesting like milestone. I guess like maybe we all subconsciously do that, but to kind of check back in as, as you kind of change. Um, so and, you want to change grow. the name of the podcast to check it back in? Check it back in. Yeah. <laughs> trademark, trademark okay. rain. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But yeah. cool. That was, that was lovely. 
Yeah. Um, before we get into our levels, uh, we have a trivia question from Ooh. our um, art director Ooh. slash trivia um, master. And um, Jeff wants to know, do Katie and Philip know the four Is It For Real movies with Best Picture nominations? Oh, my goodness. I mean, is this one of them? This is one of them. And oh. that would be where that came from. Well, it's uh, one... Go ahead. It was that whole summer where I know. we <laughs> did like two of, two of them are from that summer. Okay, Titanic and Jaws are two of them. Oh, and then there's one the more. The fourth one is a, is an outlier, and I don't know that you all would connect. It's, it's not like Red Dawn. I'll give no. you a hint. We watched it as a Thanksgiving movie. Oh, was um, it The Big Chill? The Big Chill. Oh, wow. Yeah. 1983. I mean, mm-hmm. Maybe I knew that at the time. I mean, soundtrack alone. But that, that is interesting. That is an outlier. Yeah. So Working Girl, 1988. We've got Melanie Griffith, Sigourney Weaver, Harrison Ford mm-hmm. looking so cute. Um, Carly Simons. Doing the music. That music, that song that just repeats over oh, and over my again. God. So many varieties. It's so intense. It's I mean, so it's intense. intensely inspirational. <laughs> What is like, it? Let let the river run. Yeah, something like that. It, oh my god, that was nominated. Won. Yeah, yeah. Did it win? I, I know so, it yeah. was like written for the movie, and there was some statistic about that, and like the the song Philadelphia for the movie Philadelphia. Oh, okay. And I I don't I don't know what the shared thing was. There wasn't a lot of trivia about this movie. Hmm. Um, no. It's it was interesting. Interesting. Well, I'm gonna make <laughs> or my not le- interesting. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make my level um, fake it till you make it because I've never seen this movie, but I knew it fit in the category of big and don't tell mom the babysitter's mm. dead and and I thought it was right. like nine to five, but not really. Where it's like. 80s corporate America, you're wearing shoulder pads, you're changing your shoes out of heels to sneakers at lunch. And if you just fake it, you can be the boss. Um, and make it. And make it. So this was my first time watching, but I definitely knew it fit in that genre. I, I mean, my level's like the exact same, except a little less. <laughs> so I'll be, uh, <laughs> my level will be Bridget minus. Like, <laughs> I knew I knew that it was like I hadn't seen nine to five before we watched it either. So I think I had like nine to five big business and like working girl. It's a movie that Annie has been wanting to watch. So I was delighted when we picked it. But I like I knew next to nothing about it. Um, And yeah, have, it was my first time watching. Um, My level is going to be shoulder pads and hair because um, I've seen this movie, but as far as the plot, I remember it completely different. I like thought there was so much interaction between Sigourney Weaver and Melanie Griffith. Like they were at each other. It was more of like this love triangle that was ongoing and a lot more in-person sparring. Um, but yeah, I I I was corrected as I revisited the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie is definitely like Rain mentioned too, a love letter to New York, another one of those New York from helicopter. <laughs> like, yeah, they had some helicopter shots in this. Yeah. Including one that like made me nauseous. It was like I know I know the exact one you're talking about. Fast. I was Across like, like over the sea. Like yeah, over I was the... like, calm down, helicopter. Because yeah. it's a Mike Nichols film, right? Like, isn't yep. he yes. what is the other movie, sorry, that we've done that he's directed? Um, I'm gonna look it up. I mean it's famous, but the I think bird he's like, cage. Yeah, the birdcage. Yes. 
But there was another, maybe there was not another one. But I think he's famous for these, like. He's done a lot of famous movies. Well, the birdcage opens like that, too. Like, across Miami, right? Oh, yeah. With maybe that, he like, got, like, a drone in. for Christmas one day. And then yeah. it's just, like. Probably, yeah. like, a helicopter drone. Like, that's yeah, what you, totally. you got a private oh, yeah. helicopter. But, yeah, his his career is sort of crazy. Like, The Graduate, who's afraid the graduate, of Virginia that's Woolf. Closer, uh, Working Girl. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, I just realized my microphone is not plugged in. Oh, nice. <laughs> that could be part of the reason why I was having, you might have been having a hard time hearing me. Um, so. <laughs> oh, there you are. I just, is, it, is it better? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It is. You've got a full sound. Here Bridget. I am. I'm sorry about that. Shall we start over again? Yeah, let's start yeah, over. Working yeah. Girl, 1988. Okay. Uh, Great. World Trade Center shot. Yeah, uh, definitely. Always, always is like I don't know. It's always so eerie because it. Anyway, we don't have to get into it. It's almost like they like knew to zoom in on it. It just always feels so um, intense. Um, and yeah. I guess they were like the tallest buildings in there. But man, it, every movie, it, it, especially like you're saying, like Wall Street and like in New York in the 80s was just like that downtown so, like finance yeah. district was like yeah. I guess that was kind of like everybody's destination right like everybody's trying to like get out of their town and make it big in like the financial district of new york city yet all of the people in this movie felt very new york city to me or like they felt very like long island or staten island or yeah. whatever well like she's she is staten island right like right. she yeah. lives in staten island okay yeah, yeah. got she's, it that's why she's always going on that ferry yeah which i was wondering is that the ferry that like uh Pete Davidson and Colin oh. Jost bought. Oh I, yeah, Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, <laughs> I just read about that. Um, yeah, maybe yeah. it could be. It could. They're from Staten Island, so maybe that that could be true. Um, but we do get to meet them. Uh, Joan Cusack, who I thought has been in like a hundred movies we've watched, but maybe it's just like yeah. I think she she has. <laughs> She was definitely in Sixteen Candles, and the I thought spirit she... of Go- Joan Cusack yeah, is in every she's movie. She's just in. She's very eighties I mean, to me. It feels like she's in every John Hughes movie, but I don't think that's quite true. But she she is like ubiquitous in that time yeah. period. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the hair. I just. Good lord. Their hair is in the runner for my Hummer because I just love their hair. It is so big. It's so big. And Melody Griffith's hair is almost more like absurd than Joan Cusack's. Like, Joan Cusack is like a hundred percent. Yeah. And like Melody Griffiths is like 95, and that's somehow weirder. I don't know yeah. how to describe mm. it because it's not as like hairsprayed, it just kind of falls. The and uncanny like, valley is, of hair. It is unca- <laughs> it is the uncanny valley of hair. It just fizzles out and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's wild uh. that people I I feel like my experience with that hairstyle is more like mid 90s people that were still hanging on to it which has a very it resonates very different that's right if it's in its heyday so it's hard for me to wrap my brain around like oh this was like popular in the financial district of new york city (laughs) for secretaries it felt i guess yeah i guess if you once you weren't a secretary then you had to have a mom haircut (laughs) speaking of moms and mom haircuts so i had i think these women to me feel a lot older than they're supposed to be and i think some of it is like a product of that like gorgeous like aging naturally 80s-ness that like or just like people's teeth were not always as white in the sure. 80s. so joan or um it's supposed to be 
whose birthday? Melanie Griff- Griffith. She's birthday? turning. She's thirty. Right. Yeah, but she's and then Sigourney Weaver is like a month under thirty. Okay, Which and go ahead. IRL Sigourney Weaver is seven years older than Melanie Griffith. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't notice that. And Melanie Griffith is thirty nine. In, this in movie? that movie? Yeah. Well, oh, wow. that kind of makes sense. Like, I thought she looked like older for 30. So that kind of checks out, right? Yeah. And she was apparently, which I'm sure you read, Katie, just on a lot of cocaine and alcohol during this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Melanie Griffith was? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. believe that. It felt very cocaine-y, the entire thing. <laughs> Not just Kevin Spacey cocaine-y. That's uh, a fun yeah. little cameo. Yeah. <laughs> I saw his name in the credits coming up. I was like, oh, wow. wow. Kevin Spacey was cast as himself. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Was- um so yeah we are on we're in the financial district and melanie griffith is like a it's like a secretary to some fast moving d-bags d-bags yeah um which as she's getting to the building i also was like they are paying so many extras for this movie but then i read that they just did a lot of illegal filming and so it was just normies (laughs) oh interesting like in the wall street building yeah, and on oh, the ferry, geez. I think they weren't. They just sort of set up shop, and then anyone who's in it, it just was by accident. That's kind of wild. Oh. I guess in the 80s, maybe you could get away with that. No rules, baby. <laughs> it must have been easier to film in New York like if you didn't have to like shut down a ferry line or shut down the streets. Yeah. Wow. So basically, we learned that Melanie Griffith was trying to get this like special job thing and she got turned down for it the bolo spec i don't know there's it's some kind of program it's some like training program or yeah. something yeah and but then her, these co-workers are like no, you should meet oh you should meet this guy just he's gonna a job i think she didn't get it because like they realize she's good at her job and their job and so they're trying oh. to just keep her there that's yeah. my she guess it's like, like the curse down. of competency basically yeah, i guess they're like so. you're too good at this you're helping us out so she goes home back to Staten Island. It's her birthday. And she thinks like she goes into her apartment and it's a surprise party. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Freaking surprise parties. Yeah. With her boyfriend, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> a.k.a. Carpet Chest. Who... Which, Katie, you can say it. I got. I mean, I think you're going to share the fact that I guess they had like Mike Nichols had originally contracted him for the lead role, Harrison Ford's role. But oh, then, yeah. but at the time, Melanie Griffith, like this is, I mean, she's 39 and this is her breakout role, which is kind of wild. But she was kind of an unknown at the time. He was an unknown, and the studio wouldn't go for two unknowns, so they wanted Harrison Ford. So they kind of had to go back. Oh yeah, I, mi- I misspoke. It's no, no. Um, Scorny Weaver's 39. Melanie, Melanie Griffith, Griffith is, is 32. Okay. Okay. Well, Sorry. then I redact my comment because she just <laughs> looked two years older than 30 and well, that was hugely yeah. noticeable She to me. still was not a lot of cocaine. She looked 80s booze. cocaine. Yeah. Maybe and she looked a little... Like two hours of sleep for all her shoots is what it said. Maybe that's the deal. She did look like tired. Um, but yeah, so then they recasted, they offered him this like boyfriend role and they the commentary was that he just dive, dove into it and was super lovely and not a jerk about how he had been basically like the lead which is kind of cool huh well he does yeah. have a special skill in this movie which is purchasing lingerie for women whoa and- <laughs> can you imagine i mean part of like melanie christmas role in this is like so meek and she does have that voice so I mean, Mel- meek 
Melanie yeah. Griffith is like gifted with this voice that doesn't it's like very specific. And I don't I don't think she's putting it on necessarily. It's just this really soft, like, I don't know, like cartoon sexy voice. I'm not sure how to describe it, um, but I am but, a sexy baby. <laughs> a little bit of yeah, a little bit of that. But she um, yeah, she is so meek. We're like, oh, my gosh, you just hear her say as he as the edit fades cuts to black quick um <laughs> where she's like maybe you could give me a sweater or something that i could wear outside of the house it's just like oh god <laughs> just seems like what a terrible like you know household to be in yeah so the next day she is like trying to meet up with uh this guy who's gonna potentially give her a job totally on the up and up they tell her but he's taking her to a hotel a room um it's kevin spacey and yeah. he's doing cocaine bumps in the limo and he pops champagne and is watching the weirdest <laughs> porn pool porn I've ever. this is your trading video <laughs> slash jackie treehorn film um yeah kevin spacey didn't even know they were filming a movie he just thought he was getting giving melanie griffith the right to set probably yeah Yeek. yeah that's what it felt like right it did feel weird yeah, yeah. um and so she gets upset about that and then Which ends up good. typing. Oh, totally. Yeah. She like gets out of the car and she's pretty, I mean, like throughout this, like besides it's interesting, like it's like her history is very meek, but like what she asserts is pretty like upfront the whole time. It's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then like, I'm not sure why it's like, in within her purview but like she on her computer can determine <laughs> what goes across the ticker tab that's her job uh, at yeah at wall street um so she types <laughs> in that like i can't remember the guy's name but is a sleazoid um a sleazoid pimp with a tiny dick yeah yeah true he's on definitely repeat. a pimp on yeah. repeat he on can't repeat. figure it out um and then in the runner for my hummer is like we get to meet Olympia Dukakis, yeah. which I guess is, is she, no, this is my question with, El, with Melanie Griffith. Is she like a temp? Is that what's happening? Is like Olympia Dukakis is like plugging her into these different like she's secretarial like HR. positions? She's like HR. A service, yeah. She's HR within the same company or again? I think it so. It sounds like she's done other not. things. <laughs> and Kitty's like, I have a, I have a Here's thing, to the thing though. I have you'll notice here for uh, floor five and you'll notice that HR is floor six. So I don't know if it's the same conglomeration. It's really the umbrella organization do it. It's more like, you know, Randstad. I like bored uh, myself halfway through even answering or asking <laughs> that question. So anyway. Well, she yeah. gets assigned to support this new transfer coming into town. And of course, they're like, you're going to like this one or whatever. And they don't say that it's a woman because right. ugh, a woman in the workplace. Right. So she goes to her like new floor, which is like full of it's kind of the opposite of the other floor, which yeah. is like full mostly of men. And now this one is like full of like secretary women. It's more organized like windows. It's a little less like claustrophobic, like yeah. yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lots and we of get secretaries. To meet Sigourney Weaver and at this time um I have a note saying wait is this a lesbian movie because <laughs> <laughs> there is some like real l word energy going <laughs> on between Sigourney Weaver and Melanie Griffith it was very like Jennifer Beals like I don't know that was like yeah. the vibe I was picking up but yeah 
I think if we want to talk about it through that lens, let's power suit. In my head, there was a definitely a side, um, yeah, like subliminal movie that was happening with that. I love it. And what I love is her office. I mean, great view. With that weight machine. This giant weight machine (laughs) that you would find in like a a mid-level hotel. And it Um, has just like one Oh my God, I think I missed that part. Oh my gosh. It's like she has actually- Lat pole in it. A lat pole. In the office at- Yes. It's like between- Yes. It's between her desk and the window. And like the thing is, is that she has like a really nice size office in New York City that overlooks- uh, the city, but but she's crammed in there this lab machine that takes up like the whole office. It's wild. Loved I guess it. that's Loved it. that's just the whole power woman like working yeah. thing. Well, then they, they cut just back do to rats during the day like, in the office later, and it's like covered in flowers and plants. Oh, I didn't notice that. Maybe that's why we're I focusing it. on the machine. You didn't see that lab machine for sure. I did it, you guys. I missed it. I was looking at the flowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we learned that um, Sigourney Weaver, like as boss, her name is Catherine. She has like a very specific dress code, yeah. like hair code, like, you know, keep it profesh. Um, and you kind of are like, oh, she's going to get this mentor, you know. Yeah. But we knew, yeah. we knew there was some. Right. Yeah, it was just too soon. It was like too I soon, too good to be true. Was good advice though. Yeah, yeah. Like it is interesting. I was trying to figure out like what made Sigourney Weaver a villain, and my, I think her like behaviors in some ways are, but like there's a lot of signaling to it that I feel like is a little bit of misdirection. It's like just because she's like kind of giving her tips. I don't know. It was just I. I feel like they. I don't know. I feel like there is a little bit of like this woman, women in charge. Isn't that the worst thing going mm-hmm. on in this movie? Mm-hmm. At, at the same time that they were, they were kind of working from both ends there with Sigourney Weaver's character. You know, it's like, at least those men were grabbing your butt, but not taking your ideas. Well, because <laughs> there is like that, that element of, um, I think what Rain said in the beginning of like, you have to break the rules mm-hmm. or, or, you know, you can't break the rules unless you're on top. And like, they do do a good job of like, if you notice like on Sigourney Weaver's desk, it's like her and her parents. Like they definitely establish her as somebody from privilege. Like you can read yeah. into that. But that being said, being a woman in business in the eighties in Manhattan, like my guess is she's had to like break a few rules. Like she's, you know, like it's not yeah. easy getting to the top either. So yeah. I don't know. There was a little bit of just like utter condemnation of her that I wasn't super stoked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, throughout this podcast, you're going to get some of Nora's takes, which she very much thinks that uh, Sigourney Weaver's character is the heroine of this movie. There is an <laughs> argument to be made. Like, I, yeah, there is an argument to be made there. I want to know like, more about that. Yeah, just like in uh, How I Met Your Mother, how what Barney thinks Karate Kid is all about Johnny or whatever, rather than uh, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, and Ralph Johnny. Macchio. And Johnny- we all yeah we've talked about that he's not yes. really yeah, that yeah. bad of a guy yeah i love yeah. that so yeah so, uh, you'll be getting more of that info throughout. <laughs> okay the good um so there's going to be a welcome party for sigourney weaver and you know nora dunn um Ginny, who i guess is like her party planner i don't know is trying to pick out the menu but then we see melanie griffith's real potential because she mentions um Pot stickers, bow buns, dim sum, dim, dim sum. sum. Oh my god, she is 
pushing that that poor Melanie Griffith is pushing that dim sum tray around, just steaming herself. Steaming herself. Oh my it. gosh! I, it's, I loved it's, it. I loved it too. It was like I don't know if I've ever seen something like that done because it's kind of subtle. They don't like. She's not like. Right. It's, it's not, not like, like over the yeah. top, yeah. but she looks oh my gross. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. So she miserable. doesn't look attractive doing it, which no. is. No. I, I appreciated that. Certainly not. And here was another one of the instances of just like, what does the movie want us to think about Scorny Weaver's character? Because she, she was like, do I need to do another round? And she was like, yeah, you, you kind of do. It's people are still eating. It's like it, my take was that it's her job right here to do this. Yeah. I don't know. What did y'all well, think? I mean, yeah, until she steals her idea for radio. Yeah. <laughs> I no, agree no, no, with no. you. There was I I think like yeah, I mean, I don't know how to articulate like why that bothered me and maybe this is like with Nora as well. Like it is your job. Like I mean, like you're I mean, it's it's um it kind of reminded me of a little bit of like moments in succession too where like when Sigourney Weaver is like I'd love to help, but you know, I can't. That like you just don't need to say as a boss like just don't say that like you don't you probably don't want to and also like you shouldn't so like no let's not just let's not pretend that we have the same job or we have the same social capital or power like we can be really upfront that we don't (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um but this movie seems to imply that there should be like no difference in power no matter like where you are in that company and that like Mm -hmm. that kind of just isn't true um so it's interesting that is interesting. There were a few times in this movie where I just got like very lost in oh, some the of deal? the com- the deals oh. and what the ha- what the oh. deals were oh, and who I the people do were. Not care. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I do not care. I don't care about any of it. I blanked out for like periods of time, and I was like, well, I don't they know what's were happening. Really? Yeah, they were. It was so interesting. It like the the deal is another character in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that interesting. It's just like they really zoom in on it a lot too. And you're like, yeah, hey, like no, details no, no, no. and like things that I just don't. I'm right. confused about. Also, I mean, and we're shortly gonna be introduced to Harrison Ford's character, Jack Trainer. But then the whole point of this deal was with Oren Trask. And I completely got the Trask trainer confused. I was like, okay, so this is the guy who's doing the deal. And it's like, why pick those? I don't know. Why was she trying to mean? And I get wanting to say Jack Tripper, but that's sure from Three's Company. Um, She was trying to meet him at that bar, but only. And then how was he related to that guy that she danced with at the wedding? I don't. Are they related? No, she just. That's who Gordy Weaver was going to propose the deal to. Oh man, and I like to. It's so catch confusing. It. I mean, okay. Well, I'm glad point, that. And once again, who cares? It. <laughs> well, at some point, she whips out like some newspaper clippings and like zooms in. I'm like, oh, I'm here for this. Like, zoom in. What does the newspaper say? Like, I want a clue. <laughs> but then it wasn't satisfying what the clue brought you to. I was like, oh, about the deal again. I don't know. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Radio. Boring. Well, and she also. I mean, Melanie Griffith is like. The way she's delivering these lines with the deal, like, makes it's because of her cadence of speaking. You're just like, I'm not convinced that this woman understands what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? She's just like, and then the deal is a thing that we'll do, and we'll have a deal with a Jack Tripper, and then and and you're just money. like, <laughs> are you okay? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm sure, like, I guess the casting and the direction is maybe similar because it's like, you know, she might not be like your classic, like, charge charging out there and like taking the deal 
by its horns, but she's like smart enough and has the passion and has it done. So maybe that's part of the point, but it was like, it was hard to follow. Well, yeah. It's as subtle as being steamed by a dumpling tray. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was just sweaty enough, but oh not clear. Gosh. Okay, well, she she has some idea for the deal that people yeah. in TV should go back to radio, which seems backwards, but um, Sigourney Weaver's like, no, we're not going to do that. And then, of course, we learn that she's like taken the deal. Yeah. Typed it into a 1988 email. Which we'll figure that out later. But first, she goes skiing. She gets fitted for ski boots, which, by it's the way, if my boss asked me to help her get fitted for ski boots i would be delighted yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say i it feel like be... that is something that you and your yeah, boss let's would go. Do. yeah actually yeah. i did bump up her bike tires i mean like yes like i'm happy to help people <laughs> with like different like gear stuff but yeah. um I, I i think in this movie it's used i mean granted like maybe it isn't an appropriate thing to be asking your secretary i i was i was wondering in this movie like what is melanie griffith's job description because it seems like executive assistant which it you know ranges all over the place sure. so it's like i'm not sure like she feel like I wasn't sure how realistic it was for her to be suggesting a deal at all. Like, is that just totally outside of what she would ever suggest? I don't you know. know what I mean? Eh, or I is that like within the realm of like, oh, you know, that portfolio that we're I don't know. It was hard to know. I think it's the, like one of those things where it's like if it's yeah. helpful to the boss, then Maybe. yes, it's OK. It seems like this movie does not think she should be helping her with those ski boots, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel differently. <laughs> but... Badass ski boots. And by the way, yeah. the uh, our German consultant said that while not a native speaker, her, her German was very good. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I was wondering about I that. I was wondering about that as well. We were, we were wondering, actually, if it was German or Swiss German. Because uh, of, like, I... the Swiss bank stuff. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I love Katie's uh, questions tonight. Yeah. Katie is and in how the does that relate to what, what really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, was that was that HR woman? Was she wearing like a shade of coral, or was it pink? Or <laughs> I just want to know like what her season is. Pretty sure you have to ask her what a potato <laughs> or an apple is, and if she says "ard apple" or oh, is, yeah. okay, is that the difference. Yeah, that's one of them. Hmm. Well, nice. I just love this scene where Scorpion Weaver skis off a mountain, like out of nowhere. Just... <laughs> and like, yeah, it's wild. Is she in like Colorado? I was having a hard time placing her. Yeah, like, I think they... she's in Germany somewhere. And oh, then really? she flies home to be with her parents. Yeah, wherever that is. New York? I don't know. I couldn't figure out what was happening. Um, or maybe yeah, her parents just... have a chalet. But she also Jeremy. didn't go home because later we see that she's having a party. In the hospital. In the hospital with the same yeah. people she was angry with earlier who were trying to this, help her, I think. Like nurse, nurse men that like kept, like <laughs> are dressed like they're going to be in like a play where they scatter paint. Like it's just like all white. <laughs> it just looks like they're going to be a canvas or something. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, her skidding off that cliff. It's wild. She just goes for it. She's so excited too. And then yeah. it yeah. doesn't work out. No. Um but she just doesn't even get started. She falls off a cliff. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like her legs yeah. didn't work at I all. Know. <laughs> <laughs> and oh <my> left. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And then and then I guess we get a scene with Melanie Griffith and Mick. 
where Melanie Griffith is just so sad at Nick. That's what I have. It's just like she's very, she's very sad. Mm. Um, is that okay? But that's before he's spoinking the the curly haired lady. I think so. Oh wait, um, here we go. She's sad because she what's it? She finds out about the radio thing. That's what. Oh, okay. That's what makes her sad. Oh, maybe oh, they were talking. Yeah. yeah, they were like talking, walking, and having a pizza. And he's like, "The pizza's getting cold." Yeah, <laughs> well, let's get home because the pizza's getting cold. We didn't get any I'm hotter. Sad. Yeah, I'm sad. And then she finds out. I mean, thankfully, Sigourney Weaver's computer has a button that says "confidential." <laughs> that if you push, yeah, you go in that folder. Shows, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's well, there's also a button you can push on your computer to see your schedule, which yeah. we learned later. If you push S, you get schedule. Nice. Mm. Yes. Um. And and then she finds out that um. Like, I guess that she had stolen her idea, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're in Sigourney Weaver's like 80s townhouse mansion, which, <laughs> which Melanie Griffith sort of just yeah. starts living in, right? Yep. Uh huh. Like, yeah. And she, I guess, I guess how she really finds out is she's like listening to that tape recorder. Yeah. And I have some questions about this <laughs> tape recorder. So is this just like, hi, kids, home early? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is it that tape recorder um, where you can trick your, your, your sister who's making out on the couch? Um, or is this like Sigourney Weaver's just like stream of consciousness? Does she give this recording to her secretary and then she That's types what I think. Up? Yeah. But why yeah. would she say on the recording, like, don't tell my secretary this. <laughs> yeah, right. Who is it for? Yeah, I, I, I wondered that too. I wasn't quite sure. It seemed like she was she dictating emails and letters. A second secretary? <laughs> Maybe. But and again, then yeah. the whole issue is that Melanie Griffin's using this as like an elocution lesson um, right. of listening to the tape recorder. And that's why she like goes through the whole thing. She's having like an Eliza Doolittle moment with this which, to like learn to speak proper English. Which it does explain because her accent does change with the movie. Like it starts kind of strong and then it fades and up and down. Joan Cusack's remains strong. Yeah, yeah because she, well, didn't she didn't listen to the tapes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like I would have, I think that would have bothered me, but it's like she is listening to tapes. So I guess like she is changing how she speaks. Um, And so... This is then when she comes back to the house and finds Alec Baldwin with another woman um, with boobs. And this is where I realized this movie than I thought would be. I had no idea it was an R-rated movie to this point. <laughs> oh, is like, it R? Yeah. Well, there were boobs in the limousine as well. Right. And isn't but she I... vacuuming topless at one point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's topless, right? I couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't see it well. She wore Wait, Melanie Griffith. Of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. At some oh, point, I missed that part. Yeah. Do you see her full frontal? Yeah, but she's way in the distance. Yeah. She's sort of wearing those weird bras the whole movie. So it was hard to differentiate a lot of times. You you don't like her weird strapless squish bra. (laughs) It's it's not my taste, you know. Yeah. It doesn't look very comfortable, I'll tell you. Like nothing like just strapping on like a full lingerie load. Like those garters and all, like to go to work. It's like, ew, I don't want to sit in a desk in that right. all day long. Totally. Please, no thank you. Um, yeah, so Alex Baldwin is is doing that woman. And then she she's around quite a bit. She's their friend. Um, I know. I didn't realize that until like they were at that engagement party and they just like zoom in on her face. I'm like, whoa, what? Like yeah. she's yeah. part of the friend group? 
um and yeah, Alec Baldwin's wild. like I love you come back and hit me yeah you're a weirdo I did I mean she says you're a snake um but <laughs> I did I did appreciate her reaction because mm. I think oftentimes in movies it's like ah, like you freak out kind of like what Sigourney Weaver did when she found out that Harrison yeah. Ford she calls her a b-word and she calls her a slut and like all of this stuff which is just like yeah. not cool but I think oftentimes more realistically you're kind of like <sighs> like you're just kind of there in shock yeah. At it. yeah kind of and just like not so surprised but very disappointed and I don't know I thought she did a good job yeah so also now fun fact that uh Melanie Griffith had a crush on um Alec Baldwin Ooh. and wanted to have a little onset romance. And he said he doesn't do that with his coworkers. Interesting. Oh, nice. okay. Good to know. Good to know. Because she, so she was married. This is like just real talk, Melanie Griffith, but she was married yeah. with Don Johnson and then Antonio Banderas, right? Yeah. Which in my head, they were still married. So like I totally, even though they broke up in like the 90s and mm-hmm. now someone else or or Phil, you sounds like you have like a weird fact about Well, something. the weird one is that Don Johnson started dating her when she was like 14. Ooh. I did see that. They got married when she was. For like six seven? weeks or six months or yeah. something like that. Oh, yeah. And then divorced. And then like years later, it got married again. Yeah. And then that's when D- Dakota Johnson came around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I read that like, whoa. I also didn't quite realize that she was from like Hollywood parents. Yeah. Melanie yeah. Griffith. That was kind of new T- for me. Tippy Hedron? Yeah. Tip- What's her Tibby name? He- Tippy Hedron, Tibby. I think. It's like Titty, Tibby, <laughs> Tibby. Tibby yeah. Hedron. Titty, tip, tip, titty. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now so- is where they're going through Sigourney Weaver's closet and find like a $6,000 dress, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, Why like, does it have the Jadoy. price tag on it? Right. Well, well, if you're like rich, you just buy clothes and put them in your closet. I guess so. Take the price tag off. guess not. And then she kind of freaks out. She, she has freaks this, like, out. Attack. Well, this is because understand. she's going to this fancy party that she she put on her new voice to RSVP. Right. You know, as her secretary and then as herself. Um, yeah, because this is just too highbrow for her. She's like, what am I doing? I'm mm. I'm in the wrong world. I'm a fish out of water, Katie. Fish out of water. True. <laughs> he is. <laughs> So yeah, Joan, Joan, Joni gives her a whole Valium um, and cuts her hair. Bad yeah. idea. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would say it's better. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's I mean, even. It's I mean, not great. It didn't do bad. It's better. I didn't, I didn't like the style, but it is the style that she wants, I think. I think it's like what she wants. Yeah. I mean, for is Joan Cusack like is she a hairdresser in this film, or she just like knows how to? I mean, that I is a she's lot a of hair. Wall Street cut. secretary, right? Wild. Oh, but she could also be somebody that does hair. I guess you're right. So Tess is um, at the bar, being very awkward, and um, Harrison Ford is also there, aged yes. 40, forty-five. Oh, in real life. Yeah, in real life. Interesting. He looks really uh, good. Yeah. Um. Jeff said this was the only movie he's ever seen Harrison Ford in where he wasn't throwing a punch. So, <laughs> yeah, that's maybe true. Actually, I had a question about that because they do talk about his scar. Yeah. What is what is I'm going to look it up. I forgot to look up what the scar is from because he dresses it in other movies, too. It's from um, a boulder. 
chasing really him. yeah no <laughs> no just, i'm the gullibus person yeah. in the world a boulder hit him in the face gullibus yeah Gullibus. that big boulder you know dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. so he, he ducks he, the boulder no okay <laughs> i've tied it i didn't see it i don't know yeah. so harrison ford doesn't tell her his name he's like no names like let's just be yeah which is weird because they're at a networking event, so awkward. Although everyone in the room, including us, knew that it was Jack Trainer, right? Like, obviously, yeah. Except Melanie Griffith. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Because of the no name thing, I'm kind of just kidding. Okay, so- Bridget and I knew. <laughs> Katie I think I had missed. Melanie. I think I had missed Got the Jack Trainer stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, well that's who that was, and then they get drunk together. And she's also on Valium, so she so gets... many shots. Yeah, very. She'd be sick anyway without the. Yeah. Bell. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I did blank out a little bit during this, but he, he, she passes out, and he takes her back to his in the, house in the cab. Yeah, takes him back to his house, and then like wakes up with like this laundry on. Like, did she have that on before? Like, that's yeah. what she dressed in, I guess. Probably. Yeah. yeah she had it on under her. Seems so dress. uncomfortable. That. That's what I said. Yeah, but like, <laughs> sorry, did she? Yeah, well, sorry, I'm repeating now. But do did you already say this? Like, did you do you think? Did you already say? Did you think she dressed like that because she was gonna sleep with somebody? Did you say that? No, I no. think she. That's just like the undergarment style of the time is like power more underwear. is more. Yeah, you had a power underwear. You had those so pantyhose and sort of like yeah and like garter situations and those that bra i don't she didn't even need to wear a strapless bra with the that bra dress was did. so tight it looked so, so like tight. to sleep in that man no. yeah. i wouldn't sleep in i would not be able to sleep in that that's I what i mean she that's the well, other way, reason you know she's so drunk because she like fell asleep with right. that she, underwear she on. didn't sleep. she passed out yeah, yeah. and he mm. took her dress off I, and was like oh got in bed with her <laughs> you have lingerie and he has like a he has like a full size bed. It's like a child's <laughs> full size bed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I graduated and, from the single. I'm a man and I guess, now. <laughs> and I guess as like viewers, we're not we don't quite know what happened. And then she clarifies and he says that no, nothing happened. I took your shoes off and your dress off. And then I got in bed with you. Yeah, like why the dress? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But I think as viewers, we're supposed to think that's totally fine. Um, right. Like, yeah. I'd be more comfortable in the dress, at least. Totally. Than, like, I wouldn't be worried my bits would fall out, you know? Like, there must be another place for him to sleep in that sure. apartment. Like, a I couch. Agree. He's probably floor. like, my bed's more comfortable. Right. <laughs> well, I repeated what you said because I got distracted in looking up his scar, which apparently okay. he got from a car crash. Which I kind of remember now, like he hit the steering wheel. And then I, what I want to read later is like there is a screen rant thing of how many times it's been mentioned in movies and like the Ugh. excuses they use. Yeah, it's kind of oh. cool. Because the way he so told this, I'm thing. like, maybe that's how. Like, so it's a thing. Hitting. Yeah, okay. it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then they ha- they go to the meeting the next day that was previously scheduled, and it's like, wait, what? You're the what in the huh? Bum, bum, and did bum. we did we do it? And I'm hungover and um. And he's just like, no, we didn't. And I brought you a briefcase because um, you're going to be a business lady with a deal. And like, does he think that she's the boss there or I? She, yeah. he, but. And how does but he not he, know that Sigourney Weaver right. works there? 
Well, because there's multiple bosses. It's not like departments. Like it's like she's the head of some department. Yeah. It's all back but to didn't HR. Didn't he say again. like he could have said like, oh, there's this woman that I've been seeing and she just moved here from another place. And, um, you know. Well, he didn't want to lead with the there's this woman I've been seeing. So I think <laughs> yeah. that's why he left it off. So he's not really. He's a secret bad guy. He's totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once again, uh, Sigourney Weaver is the heroine of this movie and everyone else is a villain. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver is the heroine of this lesbian movie. And if we yes. just watch it through that lens, <laughs> totally, it exactly. will make more sense. Okay, yes. I get it. Um, little do we know that Joan um, Cusack is engaged um, and she's having an engagement party in a dive bar <laughs> of some kind. <laughs> like a basement. Get- yeah, yeah, Patton like a, Island basement that's, bar must have smelled like cigarette smoke so bad, Oy. right? You could. Yeah. Smell, I was kind of confused because they came out. It's like the yacht club, and they come out and they go down the stairs on the outside of the building. But I'm like, but you were in a basement. Like, did they build a second story to look like a basement? You're right. They you did come I mean? downstairs. But maybe the whole thing, I could see the whole thing just being like floors of like low ceiling rooms, you know what I mean? <laughs> that are meant, I know that, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm oh, familiar yeah. with that yeah. kind of it's thing. It's very and... East Coast kind of, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we find Baldwin an, is sad. Yeah, although we find an important point mad. that he's gotten a boat loan. Um <laughs> She's so excited. Like Melanie Griffith. It seems like Melanie Griffith is legitimately excited for Alec Baldwin in that yeah. moment. Like, what? What? For real? Like, yeah, he's so excited about the boat loan. I don't know what a boat loan is. Is that he got a loan to buy a boat? Is that I think so. That would be my guess. <laughs> What's a Super boat stoked. loan? <laughs> I thought it might be a phrase, like a mortgage, like a type of thing that I didn't get. They, there was Pretty a nice phrase. Boatload you got there. <laughs> boatload. I know. I thought it was like something dirty. There was a phrase that they kept saying earlier on in the movie that I just had no idea what it was. They were like, are you going to do the Apparactac deal or something like that? I was like, what oh, the, is this okay, Acquisitions. No. Acu- no. What is it? Something in equity mergers and acquisitions is it a big something else. It was something different, but uh, yeah, oh, I, I know, know what you mean, Bridget. Yeah, but- I was I was like, I just don't know that word, so I feel they like I'm did. misunderstanding. This movie, movie. did that, that's Epic- yeah, but that's like what you take to throw up, right? <laughs> it was like yeah. that. Epicac. Epicac. Judd, Judd Epicac. Epicac. I just know Epicac. it from Burning Love. I know. Awesome. Stop saying Epicac. <laughs> Epicac. I, um, this movie really assumes a level of like Wall Street financial literacy of the viewers that yeah. they might be overshooting it a little bit. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Maybe Mike Nichols may have overestimated us. Yeah. It could be because like people were obsessed with it. Oh my gosh. The stock market. So Alec Baldwin gets peer pressured into publicly proposing at somebody else's engagement party to this melanie is, griffith it's a this lose, is the runner for lose, my bummer lose. yeah a chant and bully proposal <laughs> and, bully. and then he does it like i was convinced that he was going to be smooth and like pivot yeah instead she pivots kind of but then you're like i don't know this movie walks a fine line with this kind this where it's like is she in danger like what how in control of this is she like yeah it, and and i expected people to kind of applaud her but they're kind of they're not booing but they're like ooh, like <laughs> they're not necessarily on her side they wanted a yes they wanted they a definitely yes. wanted a yes and that woman is there who he just slept with like minutes ago they zoom into her face real close when he's yeah. proposing 
that's when I realized she was, yeah. She's not well. She's the one that needs help. And then he or turns she's into the best person ahead. in this whole movie. Yeah, who knows? She could be the heroine. <laughs> yeah. Um he turns into such a jerk saying that maybe he'll call uh, her one day if he's yeah. forgiven her. Like yeah. Yeah, like a chanted proposal. Can you imagine? Like, ugh, yeah. It well, she says, I'm not a steak. You can't just order me. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> She's got away with words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then and- I'm not sure if we're there yet, but we have more like chicanery of her, like having to do her ruse, which I just didn't love. Oh, this. I don't know if I I don't know if I remember it. I mean, well, there was like. Go yeah ahead. okay well i was just gonna say a couple i i didn't write everything down because i if it was had to do with the deal i wasn't paying attention <laughs> but um we learned that um you know sigourney weaver is now having like a party in her hospital room and she's like i'm coming back sooner than i thought so then like the deal has to there's like a pressure to make the deal happen um and so they make this plan well she makes this plan to go meet you know, the guy, whatever his name is, the head of the deal at his child's wedding that he was not, they were not invited to. The Great tr- idea. The tropical, what? mostly Caribbean? offensive. I can't tell yeah. what's happening. Caribbean. The drinks look great, but wedding. there is some <laughs> cultural stuff yeah. that I would not want to be at that an interesting party. choice. Yeah. And what if the, one of the kids was like, or the dad was like, yeah, my kid wanted it. And I thought, well, that's strange, but we did it anyway. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> they wrote a line in to just like explain it away. Well, and she kind of comes in, the bride comes in all upset. It's like, do you love it? And Melanie was like, I love it. <laughs> um, and then there's this line of like, yeah, my husband thought it would, we were going to look like we were in Nicaragua or something. Yeah, it's like, no, you don't that. look like that <laughs> yeah. at all. Like no. it doesn't look like Nicaragua, but what it must've been, I was thinking about like it. It must've been during like something? the, hmm? like Avita. Was that like a botched? Or no, I think it was maybe during the Iran Contra no. scandal in Nicaragua was possibly in the news oh, with that, right, right, right. with like, mm. um, Oh gosh, I can't remember Oliver North, you know, like yes. all that yeah. stuff maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so Nicaragua is maybe on the mind is mm. like in the tropics, which is really not. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I guess it, the Caribbean Sea is like maybe right there. Anyway, it it, it did not have a Nicaragua vibe. <laughs> did you guys catch that uh, cameo, celebrity cameo? I don't think she was quite a celebrity yet. But yes, yes. Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake was that. Oh, they no, go back it. to her. I mean, she um, she had already been in Hairspray or no? I don't know. 1988. Uh, I don't. I don't know when Hairspray was. Maybe it was right around the same time. This movie feels so old to me. But then Hairspray, I feel like it's like not as old. I don't know. Well, we could look it up. <laughs> when was Hairspray? When was uh, the John Wooders classic Hairspray? Exactly. Yeah. Give me one second. I'm okay, Philip's gonna Talk look it up. Talk amongst yourselves. So Melanie Griffith gets a dance with the dad, and she's talking in her sweet voice. And is basically like dropping the deal into his ear, and he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And they then they escape the wedding. He's all liquored up on boat drinks yeah. and hairspray and working girl, all in 1988. Oh, that makes okay. sense. So yeah, maybe yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like maybe like she was like making the rounds. Like I could see her not being famous to like the crowd, but they they kind of turned her as if it's a cameo. So it's interesting. Right. It did feel like a cameo, which was yeah. interesting. Maybe I don't know. John Waters is friends with 
somebody. <laughs> I could see something. that. Yeah. Um, great. So then I wrote, they're getting the documents together by the fireplace, the cigar. And then, <laughs> then I wrote, Melanie Griffith and Harrison Ford meet with two guys. It's boring. So I don't know what they talked about. I think this was the deal conversation. I think this is when like the, the they're kind of trying to outsource like the head guy isn't there and they're trying to like outsource it. Right. And then they kind of convince them to have another meeting where like the head guy is there. Right. Yeah. Again, right. I think that pretty obviously slow. is what I had it listed as stock mumbo jumbo <laughs> and boss was yeah. listening in whoopee. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's who cares? Yeah. I'm glad we're all on the same page. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we get this dramatic kiss from the two of them and a very involved undressing scene. Lowest undressing ever. <laughs> just just like I don't, buttons and zippers. I don't know how to <laughs> I do. I'll do yours. And then they're like, no, nah, I'll do my own. It's like 20 minutes of them undressing and then they walk off camera. It's like well, we don't Slow even pad to the clothes of the ground. <laughs> yeah, so... like... Oy. What a weird way to sh tell us they're having sex. It's like 20 <laughs> minutes of undressing. Yeah. And then going away. Uh, but then we do learn that Catherine is, in fact, a girl that Harrison Ford has been seeing, a woman. Bum, 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 because he's like, bum. I'm seeing this woman. She fell off a mountain. <laughs> and Melanie Griffith's like, huh. Did you what guys see that, that coming? I like did not. I did. Yes. I was wondering something because okay. the cover and all the pictures of the movie are yeah. like a <laughs> the two women down. on either side of Harrison mm. Ford. So the whole time I kept thinking like, when does that happen? Um, because like he didn't even know who she is. So and once again, I remembered this movie like the whole time they're like all in the same room together. And that was oh, the movie, interesting. And that was not. But so. when he's like whispering this into her ear, like they're kind of together when he's saying this, like that he's dating a woman that fell off a mountain. This is the first time that Melanie Griffith knows that he's dating someone else, right? Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Which mm -hmm. is wild. Like it's so interesting that that because I don't. He's gonna break up with her. Come I just, on, I, quit I, being I, such a prude. I mean, <laughs> I'm I have a hard time understanding. I think this movie feels like thinks that Alec Baldwin is a bad guy ish. He's not like the yeah. worst, but he's mm -hmm. a bad boyfriend. Right. But I can't tell what this movie feels about Harrison Ford. Like I think they think he's, he's great. the greatest guy ever. I think in the original draft of the script, they were saying that he wasn't that great. And it wasn't until like the last scene in the movie, he's like, I've got to get better. And he decides oh. to finance and like leave her and be like, and she's like, if you, if you come back, you know, maybe we can see, see if it, it can work, but Interesting. They, they bill him as not a great character. Mm. And then there must've been a rewrite, like, but not for everything. <coughs> yeah. That's why it's, it's so hard right. That's why they had maybe. him bring her a briefcase. So you knew he yeah. had good intentions. Yeah. yeah wild okay got it yeah yeah we i forgot to mention but we, we we did a little bit that alec baldwin also purchased joan cusack lingerie for her bachelor her bridal shower <laughs> which is strange to me that like a man again i think he just had a lingerie fetish of some kind um and he wanted to pick someone it up who knew someone yeah, he knew that, somebody that fell off a truck right yeah right um great so yeah um I have that Catherine comes back on the helicopter with a giant gorilla 
Uh, a I very lifelike gorilla. Um, and I thought that I liked that scene a lot. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> Tess, <I'm> back. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I know. I was mourning the relationship that they could have had if all of this hadn't happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, she's so like, woohoo. She's so excited. And like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I think they also have a line that she's hopped up on drugs at this point. As oh, well. okay. Yeah. Like that she's on painkillers. Got it. But she's not not friendly to her normally. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Interesting. Right. Right. So Melanie Griffith is like getting her settled, Sigourney Weaver settled back in, who's also wearing lingerie. Um, yeah. because I think Harrison Ford is coming over. Mm-hmm. And you gotta be in your best lingerie. Uh, and then Melanie Griffith leaves her day planner bum, bum, behind. Bum by accident and it's like she, she writes every single thing like who is her day planner for i guess herself but it's not like helpful it's like kiss jack like okay <laughs> well i mean there are things that i've written in my planner like that then i keep them and then they're like diaries yeah mm-hmm. not like kiss jack but like <laughs> you know you remember but do you like, think you would if you were being imposter like posing as another person <laughs> i feel like i, I would maybe write a little more good i don't know because i'd have to be impostering another person so i'm not sure who yeah. who okay well who's gonna see it even if you are impostering another person i am so i like don't even send a text that i think anybody in the world could read you know what i mean like i just feel yeah, yeah. you don't, don't want to trail I me mean, yeah. nah although- no on one side, impostering a person is really impersonating, hard. Need, right? Impersonating. Need to take, uh, <laughs> I'm like, there's, a, there's another word for this. Yeah. Okay, got impersonating it. a person. Uh, yeah. It's very hard. You need to take diligent notes. Uh, but you, <laughs> if you leave your planner somewhere, your your goose is cooked. Your focaccia. Yep. <laughs> That's true. So basically, you know, what happens with that? Sigourney Weaver gets mad and causes a big stink. He's like, I'm um, going to get them. <laughs> Just races <laughs> on her crutches. Yeah. After and then on a power suit. makes Melanie Griffith leave or Melanie Griffith leaves on her own. No, uh, I think she's left. She's already left. She's out of yeah. the room when before okay. Sigourney finds out okay. to go to the meeting at like the round table. Um, right. Yeah. Nights like, yeah, the round table. And then, um, yeah, Sigourney Weaver just uses so many like like calls her so many names this is the part of the movie where i'm like like just like this infighting among women you know that like i don't know if i need i don't know if i need it i know um and there's a little bit of a it feels like this movie has this little bit of like women keep women down you know if you guys would just help each other it's like fuck off anyway (laughs) (laughs) yes i agree um, and then Joan Cusack gets married because um, it's all very quick, you know, engagement to, to marriage. I don't know what the time frame is between. It's hard like, to know. And then the... Alec Baldwin is like fully with this other woman, which is probably a great pair. Like, yeah. yes, do that. Yeah, totally. Fully. Ha- I didn't realize until this, he has just an amazing mullet. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does. It's like grease back. So long she back. catches the bouquet. Um so yeah it's a it's a delightful situation for them yeah and um melanie griffith um is like packing up you know work and she's fired and and then she has a standoff in front of the elevator with met with uh uh, scorny weaver 
Yeah. She's got yeah. a character name, but I never remember it. Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> well, in my notes, I just wrote SW. But I actually have MG. no idea what Melanie Griffith's name is. Tess. Tess. I, got it. I know. I got it now. Um, and then like the big boss man like calls out Sigourney Weaver and he's like, well, why did you want to do the deal? And Sigourney Weaver's like, uh, because uh, buddy, <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford, help me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can't help you. You're on your own. Yeah. Baby doll. Yeah. She's busted. Yeah. It's strange that she can't improvise better than this. <laughs> I know she would have. I think she would have. And I think there would have been. Like she was doing the deal. So she yeah. had to have thought about it. I mean, like, <laughs> and then he, I don't know. It's a weird thing to get stuck on. It, that was a weird thing to have trick her, have her, have her be tricked. Cause like, I feel like he could have written a different trick there, but yeah. Yeah. That she just froze like that. And then they're like, get your bony ass out of my sight. Like, yeah, no one needs that kind of name calling going on. Do that at work. Uh, yeah, you have a meeting here. It's just like, um, yeah. And then and then it's like Sigourney Weaver is going to get fired. She's like, I'll make sure you never work in this town again. <laughs> I was like, really great. Like this woman <laughs> is just trying to like run a business. Her secretary yeah. had an idea. She brought it forward. Like she didn't give her credit for it. So sue her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's also like she also moved from another place to like move there and now she has to like leave again right and then and i just she's just this woman playing the business game and she even says that to melanie griffith right she's like you know this is how business works you know it's yeah. just i don't know i mean she's not but, the greatest of per people but anyway also there's the one line earlier where she's like you may have seen the email and thought that i was screwing you over but it's actually like <laughs> I needed to present this. Yeah. And like, what if that was true? Yeah, for a you second, know? I was like, oh, wait, is that true? I know. I was like, no, it's not true. What if this whole story is told from Tess's point of view? And, you know, it's just this, this how... weird, right? And like, I was trying to put myself in the shoes. Like, I wouldn't, of course, I don't want somebody taking credit for an idea I've had, but like, how pouty Melanie Griffith is about it. Yeah. It's my idea, you know? And I read like, all those newspapers. And haven't you, and granted, like, this was very blatant, like, she stole her idea. But, like, yeah. haven't you guys been in situations where, like, I can't even remember whose idea it was? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. It happens sometimes that somebody takes credit for something that you said, or I don't know. It's just. This, this was clearly her deal. It, yeah, her deal, she came her up deal with this was thing. radio. Yeah, you're right. She knows TV? about radio. No, radio. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Big Boss Man hires Melanie Griffith to work at his Big Boss office. Must be a sec as a secretary. It's got to be as a secretary, right? And so yeah. then... Harrison Ford and Melanie Griffith have moved in together and they have a morning routine. Like, she is like a lunch bag. It's like she's going to go like do some construction on a high beam <laughs> above in New York City. She's in that famous picture of yeah. the construction yeah. workers sitting on the totally. high beam. Yeah, it's like, oh. it's such a heavy lunchbox for like so walking through New York City with like tennis shoes. It's like the era of like you just sprint to work in tennis shoes and you change into pumps, <laughs> which you can play basketball with if you watch them, you know, the commercials for. But can you imagine doing that with like a like 10 pound lunch pan? And a, yeah. <laughs> she's just taking people out on the street as she's walking. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's wild. So sorry. 
Um, and then she gets to work and she gets to her desk and she sees a woman with her feet up on the desk in the office and she's like, oh, I must be working for her. And um, because her new out- her new boss does say it's an entry level position. So she's yeah. like, she's primed to think. <coughs> That's true. <laughs> Which has that. like an office window overlooking Manhattan in the 80s. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's a smaller office, though. Yeah. It no is smaller. Work equipment. And then she's like, gets to be the hero because she's like talking to the assistant. She's like, you'll never get me coffee. We'll be, we'll help each other. We'll be besties. She should still have an assistant. (laughs) Yeah. It's not fair. She doesn't have to give that up. I'll carry the dim sum half the time. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll be steamy together. (laughs) A full dim sum relationship. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's an interesting, I mean, like, I'm not super into like workplace hierarchy, certainly, or, you know, but it is an interesting, this movie, it's an interesting take on like, there, there shouldn't be like any tasks that are, yeah, what, do you know, like delegated? (laughs) I don't know. It was interesting. Um, And then that's the movie, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I missed any. No, that's it. No major points. Okay. Well, I guess at the end, I guess I do have the last note is she calls Joan Cusack. Did you say that? Oh, I didn't. Who freaks out <laughs> at her having a job. I mean, she oh, knew yeah. she was going to a job. I think she's calling to say she has a window in her office. And then Joan Cusack like stands up at Wall Street and like tells everyone. It's That's really right. wild. I think it's I guess the whole thing is like she's the boss now. And like, yeah, like Ray was it. saying in the beginning, like you have to break rules until you get there. And she's there. Like she now has more social capital and more yeah. like actual like financial capital. And yeah. Yeah. She's like working her way up. She's working girl. Yeah. You can tell you made it when you have someone you can boss around. That's right. <laughs> um were there any other questions from our question corner? I don't think so. We can okay. them along the way. No, no. Then let's do Hammers, Bombers, and Dumbers. Let's start with hum- Hummers. Oh, whoa, what a twist. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah. Something that ends with Ummer. <laughs> yeah, it was like, <laughs> it, with, it came um, out of my mouth, so yeah. that's what it is. Um, Well, it's because it's the first one I'm thinking about. I think I'm going to make my Hummer for this movie, Joan Cusack's face. <laughs> like, it's just amazing. Like her looks, her eyeshadow is yeah. insane. It looks like wow. a, what is that Goitha painting or the, yeah. the, the, um, like, but you didn't have to. Gautier. Gautier. Oh. Sorry. Gautier. <laughs> Goitha. That's like a, <laughs> I was like, it's like a German Goitha. poet. No, I think it's yeah. like a, a German poet. I think. But like it, you know, the Gautier, like, um, yeah. uh, music video. It's just insane. And then her hair is nuts. And just like what she does with her face, as always, is incredible. Yeah. So I, I like, I love like all of her reactions. Oh, like her reaction that we talked about when she's like, <laughs> Like she's like pretending that Melanie Griffiths is a sec- secretary. Like her reactions oh, behind yeah, Harrison Ford's back is so good. So Joan Cusack, yeah, yeah her face is great. And I'll attribute this to to Nora, but I think she said that uh, Joan Cusack looked like she head butted a clown. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah, had the what? makeup with the makeup. She she head butted a clown. Just oh totally. And, oh absolutely, yeah. and it like went on to her. Oh <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah. It's funny. My I have like a Hummer, but it also has like a twinge of a bummer which is uh lady in red which is just a song that god i love to hate that song (laughs) i love to love it i love to hate it 
it's just so buttery and it reminds me of eighth grade oh and yeah then, like totally that moment where like alec baldwin and she were dancing together like it was quite tender and sweet <laughs> like yeah it was like very sweet looking they both were like leaned into that and she's she had a crush on him that maybe i could see why but it also was like a little creepy so i'm gonna yeah hummer with a with a pinch of bummer that that's such a good one because at that moment i was like oh are they gonna end up together in this movie? yeah like it it did you were kind of like really with it yeah because that song transports you you're like well you're in love now i'm so conflicted yeah. with that song of like should people play it if <laughs> You're not dancing with a lady in red. I know because she wasn't wearing red. I know, but she was kind of red hair. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, never seen you shine so bright. (laughs) (laughs) You look amazing. I was watching like some soap opera with my grandmother once, and it was like all my children, and for like four days straight, (laughs) they would flash (laughs) that song and play it. Oh, uh, what a dream! That's great. It was great. Uh, mine is going to be, I think it was always going to be a Sigourney Weaver scene, but I think the one at the end where sh- she's at the round, Knights of the Round Table, and she's trying to get in there and she fake faints and everyone like grabs her and then she just sits down and says, okay, now where were we with this deal? <laughs> and it was just, I love like the move of it. Um, That's great. She, it's so funny. Because once they like get her in the chair, she's like right back into it. And <laughs> I don't know, once again, it's like, I, I love the energy she was bringing to this. And yeah, whether she was the villain or not, who yeah. knows? Yeah. But like she, she was bringing some cool energy. So. I thought she was quite funny in this movie. Actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. The character was good. Um, okay, how about um, bummers? Well, that leads right into my bummer, which is that they took one of the most like energetic, like cool people to watch in this film and sent her off <laughs> <laughs> to recover from a ski injury for a lot of this movie. You know, like I kind of even like you're saying, like the cover of the movie, like is Courtney is Courtney Weaver is not in this that much, really. Yeah, she kind of just bookends it, and I, yeah, I really. I don't know. I feel like there's a movie to be made where maybe like Harrison Ford's not in it. Or like, I know. I was, was like, Joan Cusack should have been in the cover. Joan Cusack, right? I yeah. wish, was in more. And I wish Sigourney Weaver was in more. Like, I don't know. Because like, they really make the men the heroes in this movie. <laughs> For a movie that's called Working Girl. Yeah. And um, yeah, like, I mean, like we were saying, like getting these names mixed up and stuff. There's just so many different relationships that you have to keep track of it's kind of ambitious i mean it's kind of a long movie but anyway yeah. my bummer is is that we just didn't get more sigourney weaver i mean mm-hmm. olympia dukakis too but you know that was sure. meant to be a bit part i suppose i was just surprised that she was gone for as long as she is and i again i really like the energy she was she was bringing as well yeah uh my, my bummer yeah it's it's gonna be quick it's just melanie griffith's voice you know <laughs> um and... why does it bother you so much i mean <laughs> I think it's it's that voice, but also I think mixed in in hindsight, knowing that she was just very sort of under the weather for all the shoots <laughs> and shows just like not completely giving it her all maybe mm-hmm. with that yeah. voice and just it became so cringy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, not not her character or whatever, but just just the voice. I, I couldn't couldn't deal with it. Yeah, my bummer. I'll just pick a specific moment, which is when. Melanie Griffith has that box of her belongings and 
she's like, this always happens in movies because people are just so bustly. And this guy just like slam body slams her. The box goes flying everywhere and he just keeps going. Yeah, and I know. I was, I was, I just have to say this because I was at the grocery store the other day shopping for stuff for work with my two coworkers for an event. And once a man walked past like a display of water bottles, knocked three off and just kept going right. and I picked them up. And then in the next breath, a man turned around and knocked like a whole display off and kept going. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of picking up my after these yeah. men in this grocery store right now. And I feel like that man is that guy. And then mm -hmm. like Sigourney Weaver's like, you're stealing those papers. You can't take work papers. She's like, they're my papers. I was like, yeah, she could take her papers. It's not like, did she take work papers before? What is this about? Although anyway. that seems like maybe it's like a kind of a Donald Trump uh, understanding yeah. of paper. Could be. Could be. <laughs> what papers are they though? Right. That's they true. were on your desk. Um, yeah. They're uh, just drawings of Harrison Ford. I know. Hopefully she got that bunny back she yeah. brought with her the first day. Um, okay. How about Dummers? I have a very specific dumber that if I'm right about is still my dumber. If I'm wrong about, then I'll have to, you know, just forego it. Um, I am dumbed out by like how fake I think Alec Baldwin's tattoo looked in this movie. <laughs> it Unless look. it's a real tattoo, in which case I'll take it back. But I kind of think it isn't. I kind of think I, I'm, I'm just thinking about it. It's like the technology just must not have been that great to do yeah. it because it just looks like freshly inked on there. Yeah. Um, so I wonder what they did. It almost looks like it's painted on. Like it didn't yeah. look like a temporary tattoo. Uh, and it was distracting to me. Unless it's real. Unless he had just gotten it. In which case. Well, I, I agree. I was also distracted. It was like when oh, he was laying you? in the bed. It's on uh, his It's on his like upper like posterior. It looks very toy. fake. It's like right. It's like right here. And it's like a snake. Or it almost looks like the medical symbol oh. or something. Right. <laughs> I don't know. That, does he have it? It could be real. Oh geez, um, <laughs> well I take it back. It's my Hummer. It's your Hummer. Let's see. I don't know. I'm seeing like a picture from a different movie, and he has some other blob on his arm. And but I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, to be determined. To be but determined. For now. Hey, yeah. is it for real heads? Start. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. The internet and let us know. Um, my dumber is I I'm all for affirmations. I love a positive thinking, and I love manifesting but i just get i thought it was dumb that sigourney weaver is like forcing tess to do this like i can make it happen oh, affirmation I, and yeah. it's like she's making her say it in her voice like it just it's dumb i don't like it um don't that force people real, to do that like bdsm like yeah that movie that movie secretary it had that yes. kind of vibe yeah i did not enjoy that moment i thought that was dumb yeah interesting um mine is going to be at the wedding for whatever reason I, I never really figured it out the bride became extremely pissed with them with uh harrison ford and melanie griffith and she's like running out to like bitch about them and sees them dancing with her father and then they run off yeah and in no world does she not you know bride sell and be like that woman that you were just dancing with and that man just like Crashed. whatever right in the bathroom we don't know who they are like we need to figure this out don't do 
radio business deals with them in the future or whatever. Yeah. You know, that should have blown up the deal and it didn't. So. What a brilliant demo. Cause I was so confused by that. I was like, wait, yeah. why was the bride charging like that? Because if she's charging like that, then the move is not to run away. Like you have to figure it out. Cause like you said, she's going to tell her father immediately. Yeah. yeah. Like that so person you were dancing it, with of course, is not a, good a stranger. Person. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. So confusing. Weird. But whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about our outfits and let's talk, Should about, we talk our about our outfits. <laughs> Philip, um, you are a working girl. Um, I love your shoulder pads and your blazer. Um, I can tell that you're wearing your pantyhose and mm -hmm. white tennies. Um, very good. And, um, you know, on your shirt underneath your blazer, it says, um, do you dim sum? <laughs> it's just... It's just uh, Melanie Griffith looking really sweaty. Um, it just says, do you dim sum? That's what you're wearing. Nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bridget, I'm loving your um, Joan Cusack headbutted a clown look. Thank you. On your face um, with the eyeshadow and all of that. And then um, I noticed that you just like brought some some. Uh, flyers that you have uh kind of stapled to your t-shirt in staten island real estate advertisement that just has advertisement for different um houses you can buy that just says um uh three baths five basements <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah and katie i mm -hmm. i'd like to see that you're wearing branded gear so it's a, a working girl uh, official t-shirt and it has uh harrison ford and alec baldwin and the weird bearded uh metro guy that was on there um no women no, no, no <laughs> oh. exactly like the, the the old like trask guy working girl <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally um, and then in the back it just says they were working <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, that's funny so good um well it's that time um to talk about whether this movie is for real mm -hmm. and as we mentioned earlier it is a, a best picture nomination from the academy of motion pictures um so that's interesting right because it has this like high level um and i when i finished the movie i wasn't sure how i felt and then i've been sitting here kind of thinking like okay well if we're talking about like does it hold up i don't i don't i don't know but it's also a time capsule of a, of a time period of of work and especially like i think work in new york but um oh god i just don't know there's like if the deal wasn't in this movie that would be a different movie and i do think it it did something for for women in the 80s and i do think that it was a different time and so just just because i, I i'm gonna say it's for real because i don't want to not <laughs> but i'm gonna have some feelings about it i'm mm -hmm. gonna go in that pink bathroom and cry about it um i love that bathroom by the way that was great the wedding 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like an ante room. Yes. Yeah, so wonderful. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'm going to, I'll stick with this for real. Um, I'm going to say basically the same thing. I was on the fence. <laughs> uh, stupid deal. Uh, giving Sigourney Weaver this bad rap. And it's like, I get that it was nuanced and they were doing the original draft was trying for these like grayer characters and stuff like that. Um, but I think they didn't, everything didn't translate in the final rewrite. Um, but yeah, time capsule, all that jazz, it barely makes it. It's for real. Yeah. I I'm the same way. I, I feel like I, the movie's not really for me. I really dislike like Manhattan, like, like wall street kind of that that whole era like i'm not super attracted to like the big business of it all i suppose um but yeah and i can't remember like we've talked about it before like the but the the quote that like rain said at the beginning i feel like is kind of a little bit of the heart of this movie of like the breaking the rules until like there was like Mm -hmm. i don't know there's like some interesting um things about power structures and especially for women in this movie and even though like yeah like maybe looking back on it is like oh man but a man saves her for the time it probably was groundbreaking and i liked that it was like subtle in a way like i did like all of the different relationships like how like alec baldwin didn't have to be like a total villain to be the bad guy i guess um but i wouldn't have yeah the whole sigourney weaver thing i yeah there's a lot of things to change but um in general yeah I think it's for real. And I can see why people liked it. Like I can see why it why it was so popular back then. I understand that. Um yeah. yeah. I really hope finance bros just like watch the <laughs> hell out of this movie. Yeah, you know? right. I mean, maybe they do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, as we mentioned, Carly Simon, I mean, she gets a big credit at the beginning with Let the River Run. And then they do like the mega remix of it. And then and then they do the instrumental of it. And then they like just play it over and over again. And there's no other music really in the movie at all except for that. So um, I decided to play Lady in Red because I am I love that song. And uh, on Pandora, I couldn't I can't get it. So I have to play the live version. So um, here's a little live acoustic Krista Berg. The humming. British. Yeah, I don't know. He I don't sure know. stays da- dance like he's British. He dance. 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 Giving it a dance. I've tried to cover that song on the uke, and it is what a range. That mm. is a hard song to oh. really sing. Yeah. Katie, when I turn 50, will you write me a parody to Lady in Red? 100%. Done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have now until then to work on hitting those notes. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I gave you like a yeah. just, like about Good. twenty years to yeah, work on exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm just like so... Melanie Griffith in Working Girls Age. <laughs> I'm so glad um, that we had Rain A as our yeah, um, like a true great. film yeah. aficionado. I, I know like, what a what a delight! Like, what a delight to have like somebody that knows so much about cinema um, as our guest and. Um, I love it was a Baltimore person, even though totally. I'm not, I'm the only one that's not in Baltimore. So it was a good, a good um, get. And I'll thank um, Aaron H for connecting us to oh, nice. that. Um, yeah. Not Aaron H that, you know, a different Aaron H. Oh, nice. 
<laughs> Both people, I'm sure, are nice. Um, so here's to uh, you know everybody getting paid what they're worth, uh, especially women, and um, for the Melanie Griffiths of the world for paving the way for the rest of us, so that Katie can yeah. help her boss pump up her bike tires you know what i mean it's just like what we've been working for for so long and um thank you for for letting us be working girls uh until next time see ya (laughs) how many times has this happened to you i just want to listen to a podcast i can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups you want to listen not think that's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all. Thanks, Hobo Radio. Hobo Radio, a weekly podcast on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs>